This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Mystery. Stolen Art. I Excuse me? am Stolen Hearts. So what we, the book we read. I am. Is that the Kevin Bacon movie? No, that's Baboon Heart. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> isn't it? And isn't it Christian I Slater? I don't know. I think it was called Stolen Hearts. I don't want to talk about it. It's not. Okay. It's called something else. Wild at Heart? No, that's David Lynch. This is already off the rails. I thought by starting with the title of the book, it would like reel us in rather than, but but is I that see the that title? your body has rejected it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, you know what it was? What? I had zero idea that that was the title. <laughs> yeah, okay. Absolutely no idea that that was the title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me tell you uh, some news about Cyril today at daycare. Uh, Jay was wearing a t-shirt that had who's and, jay jay is, stop there okay who's jay cyril's best friend what do i need to know about jay best friend of cyril okay very nice maybe my best friend as well because whenever i see him at daycare he gives me a nice big smile and says hi even though i'm somebody else's dad okay so i'm a big fan of jay i think cyril is too because when i say who's your best friend he says jay so that's pretty good evidence. But also what Miss Bianca told me is that Jay – and so I'm not taking sides in this. I'm not taking sides in this, and I didn't see the shirt. So I can't take okay. sides in this. Okay. Jay was wearing a shirt with a construction vehicle on it. Okay. And apparently he and Cyril had like a 20-minute conversation where Jay was insisting that it was a bulldozer, and Cyril was insisting that it was a backhoe loader. Backhoe loader, right? And you didn't see the shirt. I didn't see the shirt, but I know they talked about it, and in a, I think, friendly but probably fairly heated back and forth. Tense. For, yeah. yeah. Uh, Remind me what the difference between a bulldozer and a backhoe <laughs> loader is. I don't know. I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna look it up real quick. I don't know, but the nuances of these things are very important to the. Here's boys. what a bulldozer is. Okay. Uh, vehicle. With like a big engine and a cab that you'd sit in. Yeah. Okay. Atop tr- uh, treads. Okay. And then in the front, attached to the body of the vehicle, is a very large scoop used for moving and hauling dirt. So they look pretty different. Here's what a backhoe loader is. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Except on the back, there's a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a little grabby, little grabby arm. I know what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And that looks pretty different from a bulldozer. Yep. So somebody's really broken up the wrong tree here. And I'm I'm We're hesitant. just going to have to get... Can you ask Cyril if it had the um, the backhoe arm on it? You know what we can do is... Um, I, they, we have, they have like a parent tree thing they sent out where you can like... In the case of an emergency, you can call the other parents. Right. Do you know Jay's parents? I don't... I have their... I don't... haven't met them. Um, but I could, I, I, I think, think it's probably worth sending him a text. Yeah. And I do have like a, I have a diagram here from how stuff works that I'll send to you and you can send it to them and it just explains exactly what the difference between a backhoe okay. loader and, and a. will just send them that. I'll just send them that. Be like, Hey, I don't want to cause alarm. I don't want to cause controversy and I don't want to destroy our relationship before it's even started. But could you, you and your son, please just have a look at this diagram and kind of take right. it in. I'm not taking sides in this. I didn't see the shirt. I wasn't part of the argument, but I have to side with, yeah, I just like, I have to assume that my son is correct in this. Yeah. So please instruct your son, Jay, that this is a backhoe loader. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to send that to Jay's parents. Do you have anything you would like to say about your boy? Just a bundle of sunshine. Love him. Love him so much. What a cutie. This has- You've seen pictures okay. of him? Yeah, he's cute. Very cute. Very cute. Yeah. Baby model cute. Okay. Do you, his head is big. <laughs> yeah. I'm under the impression that he's more grown and older than he is. Okay. Not because he's particularly big, mm-hmm. but because his head is so big. His head is big. Really big. Yeah. I mean, it's it suits him. Mm. I don't think it's a bad look or anything like that, but it does make him look bigger than he actually is. So, in summary, my child is an expert at construction machinery, and your child's head suits him. This has been... 
Det tar, det tar. Um, and now it's time for Babysitter's Club Talk. Hi, hi! And why? Why? And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 Mystery. Club. Club. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And every week we talk about a great mystery in the Great Mystery Cycle by the Great Mystery herself and Mystery Martin. And this week we're going to be talking about a fantastic mystery. Truly a tour de force called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 33, Stacey in the Stolen Hearts. Fun mystery that I liked reading and it was a good mystery and I liked reading it and I hated yeah. that I liked it. Yeah. Yes. Given the title character. Right. Stacy, who was fine in this one? Mm, a little obnoxious. She does some New Yorky stuff. She does lots of New Yorky there's stuff. There's a scene in it where that I didn't write down, but I did notice where she was like, I'm the type of person who can tell you the difference between the D train and the A train. And it's like yeah. who, who like wh- what? That totally different they're trends. fundamentally different lines. Yeah. And like, even if you're not from New York... Like, they don't even overlap. The D even... goes up one side of the island and the A goes up the other side of the island. Yeah, and fuck the D. The A is the one that has all those like rickety old trains for some reason yeah. that they just won't get rid of. Yeah. Um, What's with that? I don't Why know. Why don't they get rid of those? I don't know. Look at us. A couple of Stacys. A couple of Stacys over here. But the book was amazing. Stacy did do some more annoying stuff, and I don't want you to sweep it under the rug. Okay. The entire... First and second chapter, she had this thing where she was doing, like, French words. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, little old moi. And she says, at some point, she says... Um, that she misses Don Muchioso. Muchissimo. 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 I think Ellen was pretty high when she wrote this one. Oh, okay. Don't you think? Yeah. Here's another one. Claudia has long, straight black hair, always decorated with the accessory du jour. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I hated it. Um, Pete heavy book. It's a Pete heavy book. New info on Pete Black. He is in love. He's in love. Yep. Yep. He's also. Well, should we say who? Well, it's important to say who, I guess. Yeah. There's some more information on him, though. Okay. So who he's in love with is Emily Bernstein. And yes. Emily Bernstein is either the head of the school newspaper. Right. Although that could be... The other person. I can never think of them at the same time. There's Emily Bernstein, and there's the other one whose name is... Bloom? No. Um... Bloomberg. Erica Bloomberg. Erica Blumberg. Okay. Okay. So Emily and Erica are two different people, and I just w- want you to know that, and I want you to know that I know that. Listeners. Yeah, I knew. I know you know that. And Pete must know that, because he's in love with one of them. So, okay, what else is new about Pete Black? Um, not an anarcho-capitalist. Okay, that's new. I think we can get to the bottom of that. Okay. Do you have evidence for that, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jim was going to stuff the Valentine Graham bag with prank Valentines, said Pete. What? I asked. So he's the one who? I don't think so, interrupted Pete. I told him not to do that. That's what we were fighting about. And anyway, would he have done this to himself? He pointed at the words perfect nose because someone prank put up. An embarrassing note that Jim left for... Sabrina Bouvier! Bouvier. So what we get from that is Jim... Poorier mm-hmm. wanted to spend a lot of money, one dollar per Valentine's gram, to do a bunch of prank Valentine's gram, and Pete said no because he was worried about the integrity of the Valentine's gram grams instead of right, just Unlike... taking advantage of the free market and making as much money as possible. Right. Okay. That's... On the <laughs> transactions. That is actually. Surprisingly good evidence that Pete is not an anarcho capitalist. And yeah. I will now admit that I didn't think you were going to produce. <laughs> I thought you were going to produce tangential evidence. No. Uh, but that is, that's, it's just set in stone. It's canon. Yeah. Um, here's the note that Jim Poirier wrote for Sabrina Bouvier Dear Sabrina, I knew from the moment I saw your beautiful eyes and perfect nose that you were something special. Will you go out with me? I'll say. She's something special. Oh, right. It's new information to us that she has a beautiful eyes and a perfect nose. Careful, Jim, because those beautiful eyes and perfect <laughs> yeah. nose 
aren't going to be very beautiful or perfect for very long because she is aging yeah. <laughs> at a an alarming At rate. a clip. At a clip. By this book, she's probably about 46. Pretty soon, she's going to look pretty tired. She's going to look like that. Maybe the, still beautiful. Lady in, from Titanic. Yes. And by the next book, that's what she... And it's beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes. And yeah. still an, an, a, a charmingness and still kind of like an inner beauty, you yeah. know? But... Um, what about we describe this book? Fine. Okay. And what we'll do, I think, is I'll do it. And then you'll do it, right? Is that the way we've always done it? Mm-hmm. One one guy does it, then the next it just guy doesn't does it. sound right. No, why wouldn't you just have one person just do it? One person should just do it. Um, I'm going to do it. Then I've got this mysterious clock, and I'll put sixty seconds on it, and then I'll have you do it. Um, okay. And I have done something a little bit different this week. I hope that's okay. Uh, Tanner's shaking his head. I'll remind you that it's an audio medium. Um, I don't want to. It's just a little bit different. I don't want to do anything. Different. It's a tiny bit different. It's just when we're dealing with the things we deal with on this show. Yeah. Temporal realities and other dimensions and. Right. Wrapping our consciousnesses around the vast expanse of the universe. Right. I don't like. Deviating from the ritual. Yes. Yeah. I yes. get that. I get that. I get because that. Because I don't want my mind to be flayed. I'm a new dad, okay? Right. And I don't think having my mind flayed is would make me a better parent. How are you going to explain to Miles that you had your mind flayed doing a stupid podcast? I won't be able to. It'll be incoherent rambling. I've done something a little bit different this week. It, normally, what I do is I write a description of the book from my own brain, and then I read it. What I did this week is I took a shortcut, and I just looked up uh, descriptions of stolen hearts on the internet, and I'm going to read... I I found a few, so I'm just going to read three of those, and we can pick the one we like. Can we do that? I looked it in the rule book, and we don't have a rule book. Well, I'm certainly going to be writing one after tonight. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That is for sure. Okay. Here we go. Here's number one. A psychic nightclub waitress and a private investigator who may, this one. who may or may not be her soulmate must find her boss's double-crossing boyfriend who robbed her before he flees the country. Babysitter's Club Mystery number 33, Stacy and the Stolen Heart. Yeah, I don't need to hear anymore. I hear I choose that one. It's got one star. Oh, okay. On uh, IMDb. Okay. Okay, well, here's one. Listen to this one. It's going to be hard to top that last one. Okay, ready? Traverse the rooftops of the gloriously reworked Al-Kari to steal the mother of all diamonds and confront the kidnapping villains. You may find, though, that the intrigue runs deeper than you or Ozan ever suspected. Who's Ozan? Something from something called RuneScape. Wait, I choose that. Because that... Ozan sounds good. Okay, and Stolen Hearts is the first quest of the Ozan Double Bill Update, which replaces Prince Ali Rescue. Okay. By now Ellen Mark. Now I want to know about Prince Ali, because yeah. why did, why was he replaced by Ozan? <laughs> these are these are questions that I would have thought that Ellen would have answered. Right. But she didn't. She just leaves you, she titillates you, and then she leaves yeah. you hanging on this stuff. Okay, here's my final one. It's going to have to be better than those last two, because the first one is good. The second one was great. This one, Ozan? this one, I think, is pretty good, too. You ready? This is a summary of Stolen Hearts, and I, again, I didn't write it this time. I found someone else's summary. I'm reading that. I just want to be totally upfront and transparent about yep. that. Hat tip, hat tip, hat tip. Hat tip. Taylor Hughes is a rule follower. No detail ever goes overlooked. That attention to detail is imperative in every aspect of her life, especially her job as an event planner. Rule one, the client is always right. Rule two, make it magical. Ooh. Rule three, go the extra mile for any guest. Rule four, never take anything from an event. Note, that includes any treats. When Hunter Divers, the sex... Can I... Oh, can I... Okay, I was getting to the good part. He, well, you already said the good part, and that's kind of my note. Okay, yeah. I think if you're going to have four rules... Yeah. And three of them are pretty mundane event planner rules. <laughs> yeah. And one is make it, make it magical. <laughs> yeah. I would say make, make it magic for the for end, four and not the right? treat the treats thing. 
Right. That's a good point. Okay, well, let, let me just finish this next part because it's pretty important. Okay. When Hunter Divers, the sexy bartender, handed her a Hunter whiskey... Hunter Diver? Divers. Hunter Divers. That's, That's two, good. two kinds of thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of names are two kinds of things. Yeah. My name is three kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. When a hunter... My, I'm two kinds of things. My name's yeah. two kinds of things. Yeah. That's interesting. A little less obvious than Hunter Divers. <laughs> when Hunter Divers, the sexy bartender, handed her a whiskey sour and a ride back to her apartment, she forgets all about her rules for one night of recklessness. I guess it wasn't magical, huh? <laughs> Hopefully except one. All the rules except one. What happens when her lapse in judgment leaves her with a keepsake from that night? That doesn't sound so bad. Babysitter's Club Mystery number 33, Stacy and the Stolen Hearts. Keepsake sounds nice. Yeah, I don't know what it is, though. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't magical. We know it wasn't magical. We know she did take treats from the event. Yeah. We know she didn't go the extra mile for the for the it, guest. So just kind of taking all three of those in. Yeah. And chewing on them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, I think the third one matches the plot of this book <laughs> yeah. the most closely. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because the first two are so, so, so far off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if we're going to choose one to kind of like cut into the episode. That's the one. It should probably be three. Okay, yeah. great. But I would like to amend it, like do do an edit when you're editing the episode and make it so that make it magical is the fourth rule. Well, okay. I'll figure that out. Um, what I'd love for you to do is to step inside a time vortex. Turn your mind. I'm able to step inside of it. Mm-hmm. Inside, out, and upside down. That's what you've done every time I've wound up this mystery clock. I've never once stood up, mm-hmm. even, right. when you're doing this segment. So I don't know how I would have stepped into something. It's too complicated to explain. What we are doing here is I've got a mysterious clock. Very dangerous, very mysterious, very scary. I'm going to put 60 seconds on it. During those 60 seconds, you're going to describe every single thing that happens in this novel. Babysitter's Club Mystery number 33. Stacy and the Stolen Hearts. Are you ready for that? Are you up for that challenge? Yes. Okay. I would like for you to begin in five, four, three, one, go. Okay. So Stacy is roped into a Valentine's Day scheme by Pete Black, wherein Stony Brook Middle School students pay $1 to fill out a little paper heart. Uh, to someone whom they have some affection for, be it a friendly affection or a sexual affection or a romantic affection. <laughs> and they can say whatever they want and do whatever they want, and they send them. This happens, and it's going well, and people are very excited about it. And there, Stacy is tracking some of the intrigue around Stony Brook Middle School to see who loves who and who loves what. Meanwhile... Christy plans a thing for the babies for Valentine's Day. Back to the A-plot. Someone steals the bag, and that's the mystery. The bag full of Valentine's grams. And who is it? We'll find out. And it's Alan Gray. <laughs> and time. Great. You really kind of rushed the end there. But I guess that that's why we have this segment where we talk about what guessing the mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we ha- we actually have a whole segment about Alan Gray, too. So it's there's a lot of opportunities. <laughs> there's a lot of opportunities, yeah. To kind of hit that. Yes. Yes. A garden of branching paths. Oh, beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Did you just come up with that? I think it's Borges. Okay. The Argentinian short story writer. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, what should we do? Would you like to... Oh, a procedural note. Mm. Before we get into anything, I was not informed that Stacy was going to be changing her hair. Were you? Did you get a fucking memo about this? I quickly went I back did. and checked my email. I did. You did. Somebody told you that Stacy was changing her hair. Texted me. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Hodges. Hodges. Okay. All right, well, I guess. He texted me. He said, I'm going to change Stacy's hair for this one. Is that okay? Okay, fine. Ellen says it as well here. I'm tall with blonde hair, which used to be long and perm, but recently I had it cut shoulder length. I just needed a change. Okay, Stacy, let me know about this shit. I just texted me. He yeah. said, I'm going to change Stacy's hair. Yeah. And I said, is Ellen okay with that? And he said some unkind things about Ellen. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. 
Okay. Along the like lines of like they've been feuding. If Ellen doesn't like it, yeah, I, I, I have a special place where she can stick it. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. God, I wish those two would make it up. Because having them feud, you could tell. I when I'm realizing now when I read that passage of Ellen's. I'm tall with blonde hair, which used to be long and perm, but recently I had it cut shoulder length. I guess I just needed a change. Yeah. You can sense Ellen's anger where she feels yeah. like she has to put that in because Hodge, guess... Hodge has decided that Stacey fucking changed her I hair. guess I just needed a change. Oh, I guess I just needed a change. Great. Awesome. That's a pretty huge thing to happen to Stacey is for her right. to change her hair. And uh, I hadn't oh. planned it in my fucking carefully planned narrative structure for this book, but apparently that's what we're doing. Someone decided Stacey needed shoulder-length hair, and it never came up in any of these books. Right. But suddenly the cover of this book. Yeah. She's got shoulder-length Stacey hair. Stacey with shoulder-length hair. So Hodges, Hodges did tell me. Uh, Hodges so. got the – this is like his like 200th book that he's done, and he he got the brief for it, and he was just like, I have no idea who the fuck Stacey is. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> he like responds back to the email. He's like, there's one called Stacey? <laughs> Did you email the wrong Hodges? <laughs> this okay. does not sound familiar to me. <laughs> Ellen's like scrambling. Uh, yeah, I cut my hair. Uh... <laughs> Needed a change. <laughs> now that is news to me too. Yeah. She looks good though. She looks fine. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, it's like a nice look on her. It's a, it's it's a, a nice cute, look. It's, it's good. Cute it's little good. do. To make over. I mean, when Marianne changed her hair, we did a whole fucking book about it. So... <laughs> this didn't even <laughs> it's a sense this warranted a passing mention in a mystery book yeah <laughs> and that's it yeah and that goes to show you how much the writers of these writers and yeah. painters of these books respect this checked uh, out respect stacy about as much as we do yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> should we guess the mystery and then come back and um uh review the book sure after the break sure um, i said Okay, great. So what we like to do is we like to say what we thought the solution to the mystery was going to be after five chapters, and we write it down, and we're honest about it. You're guessing the mystery. And I said, uh, uh, guessing the mystery, uh, um, that's that mystery guess. Well, I'm out of other Sublime songs, Jack. That's great. I've used them all up, so now I have to go full circle back to the beginning. Uh, This is a segment where we say what we thought the mystery was going to be after five chapters. Here's what I wrote. Oh, boy. Feeling bad about your guess? Here's Here's what happened to me. Can I tell you what happened to me this week? Yeah. Um... I'm fine, man. I, uh, it was as if I was going about my business. Sorry, you're not feeling good about your guests. And it was as if it's too bad. I don't know what that feels like. Tranquilizer dart suddenly hit me, and okay, uh, I, the the world became black. Paint me a picture. Who's shooting it? Where are you? I Who don't know. You? I don't know. I black out. I wake up. I'm parachuting, parachuting onto what looks like an alien-like planet. Okay, this is. Yes. No, that's what happened. And who pulled your parachute for? I, I do. I'm falling. And I I wake up and I'm falling. But you instinctively go to pull the chute. Yes, because I'm a trained mercenary. Because of your training. Yes. <laughs> a trained guesser of mysteries. Right. If you'll follow the metaphor. Uh, I pull it just at the last moment. I, I get caught up in a tree. I'm able to... Uh, There's trees on this alien planet? Yes. Like our trees? No, different. Okay. Yeah. Carnivorous? Yes. Okay, did they eat you? I escaped because of my training. Training. Yeah. Right. Um, and I love that you're trying, by the way. Yes. And I love that you're getting into the improv stuff. <laughs> yeah. I do think you need to work on your world building a little bit. Okay. Just if I if you're open to notes. Yeah, the trees are carnivorous. Okay. Um, and so I realized that if I'm going to survive this planet, I got to guess this mystery. Right. Um, but guess what? You know what? It's not a human planet. And you know who it is? The what the planet is? It's kind of a rhetorical question. You can just say no. What? Oh, I was gonna try to guess. Okay, well, go for it. Um, Dagobah. <laughs> no, it's a planet of Ellen Miles. It's all Ellen Miles. And when you say that, do you mean it's like Ego, the living planet, where it's one giant living Ellen Miles? No, or it's like... full of Ellen Miles, the most dangerous predator. 
Okay, it's a reverse predator. <laughs> Instead of the predator coming to Earth to hunt, yeah, one Earthling is sent to Predator Planet to be hunted. <laughs> yes. By every predator. By every Ellen Miles. Yes, and that is it. And that is what happened. And so I realized that the only way for me to get out of this is to use my training to take out the king predator, the main predator, and show and my prowess. the rest bow to you. And so I just take a fucking shot. I take a shot. I got one shot. They only sent you to the predator <laughs> planet with one shot? One shot. Wow. I set that, up... Never mind what I said about world building. This is... Gripping. <laughs> I set up on a hillside because I know that you gotta get. You gotta get. How'd you get through all the predators? I'm running away. I but set you have up. Time to like set up on a hillside. Yeah, you get a head start. They're slow. <laughs> they want you. They want it. It's they're hunting the most dangerous game, man. Okay. Right. So they want to give. They're playing. They're toying with me. But I'm toying with them back. I set up. I got one of my sights. I'm just gonna take a wild shot in the fucking dark. Me with their lasers, and then they tear your your skull. Like yeah, and they hold out. it up, and they make this noise like, yeah. and they're holding my head. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what Helen Miles sounds like. Yeah. So that's what that's what it was like for me this week. Wow. Guessing the mystery. Can I say my guess? Yeah. I have no fucking clue, except it just feels to me like Brent Jensen stole the bag. Maybe because he wants to keep something from Koki. Shrug emoji. That's wrong. That's <laughs> so wrong. It was just because I had never heard of Brent Jensen before, and I got pretty excited about it. I was like, oh, Koki's got a boyfriend called Brent Jensen? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. And then I was like, I had Brent Jensen on the brain. And then I got to chapter five before I expected it. I was like, uh, somebody that stole the bag. To me too. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I guess it was Brent Jensen. No idea why. That like, was I was wrong. already into chapter six. I was like, oh, shit, this is chapter six. Yeah. I need to go back and guess the mystery. Yeah. So what? what what's your what's your? Situation? So King Predator <laughs> is in his throne room, right? Right. And he's, like, actually passing a pretty important bill about child refugees. Okay. Because they're hunters, and they hunt these kind of primitive species, but they're actually, like, really well-meaning. Okay. Peace-loving. Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yeah benevolent beautiful creatures right except that they do like to hunt the most dangerous game man yes mm-hmm. and king predator's there he's surrounded by his bodyguards other predators right. ripped up beautiful six pack abs mm-hmm. glistening beautiful creatures right we hear the shot ring out right mm-hmm. we the audience yeah misses okay we, we see a puff of paint on the back wall right behind the throne. Okay. Does somebody say, you come for the king, you better not miss, do you think? Don't know. Okay. Because you I don't, don't speak. speak. Okay. <laughs> Does somebody say, like, Someone, there's a lot of... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Bodyguard grabs the king, says, get down, sir, in predator speak, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Pulls him into, like, a little antechamber. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Has him, like, huddled down. Yeah. Everything's... We'll go... Kill him and take a spine. Whoever shot the shot. Right. Everyone leaves to go find the sniper. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just the Predator King and one bodyguard. Right. Keeping watch over him. Uh oh. Okay. I can see where this is going. That one bodyguard? Who is it? Turns around. Oh, shit. It's the biggest, most ripped up, muscly, handsome, glistening bodyguard the king has. Okay. Turns around. Yeah. Pulls off a mask, and that's all he's wearing, and otherwise nude. Okay. It's me. <laughs> okay, great. Can I dwell with that picture for just a moment? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yep, got it. And I take my arm cannon, mm-hmm. and I aim it right at the king. So nude except for an arm cannon. Sure, I should have said, I should have clarified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Aim it right at the king's head? Yeah. Pow! Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then I take his head and, <laughs> okay. and go, Ugh! Yeah, you know? yeah. Because I got pretty close. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Alan took it. Okay. <laughs> he made a Valentine Graham for Christy, but regretted it. Brew Doggy's plot is just the thing we read about in the main series. Yep. Nothing new there. Okay. 
You did get it. It was Alan. And I, so Alan and Carrie Retlin are both in this, and I should have just trusted my instinct. But I was like, Alan and Carrie Retlin are always the red herrings in these mysteries. It's but always it turns out not them. Alan and Carrie were both They both did the it culprits. together. And so what I have here is um, Ellen has done us a favor of writing a paragraph that basically sums up the mystery, and so I would yes. like to read it. I've been putting the pieces together ever since I had left Carrie's basement lair. So cool. We'll get into that. We'll get it's into that. So cool. So fucking cool. So fucking cool, and we'll, we will get into that. My guess was that Alan had stolen the Valentine Grams and that the people he'd pranked were the people who had pranked him. In other words, when he looked over the prank Valentine Grams that had been sent to him, he'd recognize Cokie's handwriting and Jacquees and Rosemary's and Jim Poirier's. Then he'd done his best to repay the favor by pranking each of them in return in front of the whole school. So what happened, in case you didn't cover it in your recap, is that uh, Alan realized that uh, a bunch of people had decided they were going to send him fake Valentines because he's the goofy class clown. And mm-hmm. it actually genuinely did hurt his feelings. And so he got back at them by stealing the bag and exposing all the people who pranked him uh, with information that he took from their Valentine's gra- grams, such as that Rosemary had sent Valentine's to like a bunch of fucking people and not just her boyfriend, Brian Hall. Right. But. Yes. Alan Gray did send a Valentine's gram to, to someone. Did he? Yes. He had and a crush on it. And it was on. removed, but that he had a crush on And we don't know who it was. It was removed from the bag, and that's what Stacy says at the end. I never did find out which girl Alan had sent the Valentine gram to. Huh. But you know what? I wish him well. I hope he can find the courage to let her know that he likes her, and I hope wow. he finds out she likes him too. And so my guess yeah. of... Alan sent was embarrassed about sending a Valentine's Day gram to Christy. Christy, yeah. Could be right. Could be right, and God, I hope we find out. I was kind of hoping that that's how it would end. Yeah. It would be like, Stacy's like, I don't know who he sent the Valentine's Day gram to, but then like, it's like, but I did see that Christy had a Valentine's Day gram tucked into her notebook. Oh, God, that would have been good. That would have been right. good, because we've, um, you know how they say, what the, what do the kids say? We, we, um... It's like a shipping. Stan a queen. Stan a, yeah, Stan a ship. Stan a ship. With yeah. Alan and Christy. I don't know that I stand that ship, actually. No, fuck that dude. Yeah. Um, Carrie Retlin. Carrie Retlin. The best. I just, I took note after note this week that's like, wait, maybe Carrie Retlin is fucking awesome. He's awesome. I want to say a thing that's like, I'm settling for Retlin, but that actually feels like damning with faint, that's, faint yeah, praise. That's damning with faint praise. Um, I'm scary into Carrie. Oh, that's kind of good, though. Okay, well, this is a great time for us to take a break. We can work on it during the break. Tanner. I'm... And... what and pe- Peddling for Retlin? Petlin for Retlin, and yeah, you got it before the break. That's wonderful. And now it's time to take a quick break, and you say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, Like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. 
Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows. And what I'd love to do is to review this novel. Okay. And how would I like to do that? Well, I'll tell you, because our good friend Tim Cook has created a, the finest social network. Uh, he it, gave us a platform. He gave us a platform. He said, he said to us one day, he was like, boys, I do not think that straight white men have enough platforms. Yes. So I'm going to create one for you. Just for us. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Tim. And here's where we are. And it's our space. It's our space, finally. You know? Finally. Yes. A space for us. <laughs> you know You know what we should call it is my space. Yeah. But it's not called that, is it? No, it's called the I... It's called... It is called the iBooks reviews for the mystery. It doesn't actually have a name. So this is the iBooks Babysitter's Club mystery reviews, and we are pioneers in this space, and we're going to review the book. And normally, by this point, I've just gone ahead and given it a star rating, but let's just fucking come out and say it. Uh, Let's just uh, come out and talk about it right now. I'm so torn. I Here's how what... I feel, Jack. Here's yeah. how I feel. Here's okay. how I feel. And okay. please don't interrupt me. Okay, I won't. I know you're 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 your head up about this because we talked about it a little bit before the show. I'm just trying to process my thoughts right now yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to speak so there's not dead air, and I'm trying to process thoughts at the same time, and I'm just really worked up. Yes. You just described every podcast. I loved this book. Yeah. Okay, sorry, no interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> please don't interrupt me. Mm. I loved this book, and I loved reading it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little. No, it's emotional. Somebody did this to you. And I had so much fun reading it, and I thought it was very good. And if this were any other episode in any other book, right? immediate five stars. Immediate, and because it's just the highest you can go. The book is titled Stacy and the Lonely Hearts. There's no getting around Stolen it. Stolen Hearts. Yes. I have a rule, a personal rule. Right. Which is, I have several personal rules. Right. One. Yes. I will never... Step foot in a McDonald's again for the rest of my life. Right, because they called the cops on you for public urination outside one of their establishments. Yes. <laughs> Two, I will never engage in sexual acts right. in the vicinity of my friend Jack Shepard. That's nice. That's Three, a good yeah. I will never rate a Stacy book five stars. Stacy is an automatic one-star deduction. Don't we also have a rule that we'll never fight each other physically? Four. Yeah. I will never lay a hand on my friend Jack Shepard in anger. No, not it's There's not. There's a in lot anger. of stuff about controlling my passions around Jack <laughs> Shepard. This one is specifically because mastering my passions. We both think secretly that Well, we, I don't think we, I know. Okay. We both know that Well, I know. I know think. and you also know. You think I know. You think you know. And I know that even though you are larger than me, I And stronger. And stronger. I could beat you in a fight because I was the captain of my wrestling team in high school. And I, and I could beat you in a fight because I am <laughs> bigger and stronger. Much longer. And larger. And, and longer. <laughs> and longer. Yeah. But because – and I don't want to get into the details of this conversation, which we've had many times. But we eventually had to end the conversation by saying that we will never put it to the test. Right. And we probably talked about this on the show before, but that yeah, is sure. a hard and fast rule. Sure. The other rule is no, Stacy Book gets five stars, but this one was so good. Here's here's what I'm willing to do. Yes. Here's a special what's the word I'm thinking of? Um uh neophyte. Dispensation. Okay. That I'm willing to make. Yeah. For this episode. Okay. I'm willing to say for the sake of this episode and this book. Right. That this was... Six-star book. A Pete book. A Pete book? A Pete Black book. 
No. See, I can't allow that. It's no. Pete Black that's, and the Stolen no. Hearts. That's sophistry. No, I can't allow that, and I can't have you erase. And no. I really loved this book. No. La, 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 I can't hear you. No. I really loved this no. book, Pete Black and the Stolen Hearts, and no. I am giving it five stars. Listen to my solution, because I don't want you to erase Stacey. I can't hear you. La, 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 and maybe Just we have two different solutions to, to normalize to this. this completely bizarre behavior. It's a six-star book. Six Unheard stars. of. Unheard of. And you're deducting a star. That's not allowed. It's a six-star book because Ellen did six stars worth of good writing, and we're deducting a star because of Stacey. That can be your reasoning, but for me, it's Pete Black and the Stolen Hearts, and it's a five-star book. All right. At least we're both agreed that it gets five stars. Start up the music. I've given it five stars. And Tim Cook says, thanks. It's great. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. It's great. Okay, title, This Novel Stole My Heart. Mm. Scintillating? This Novel Stole My Scintillating? <laughs> this scintillating ah. novel stole my heart. What's the opposite of scintillating? Um, boring? Um, tedious? Neither of those really work. Boorish? This scintillating novel stole my boorish heart is actually pretty good. That's great. And isn't that the plot of the Christian Slayer movie? (laughs) (laughs) It's a boar's heart. (laughs) Okay, this scintillating novel stole my boorish heart. But, okay, what about, let's get right down to the heart of the matter. I'm in the review now. And this is, so this is, it's going to be all heart puns. Not puns, man. It's it's literary. You it's... know what you know what pun means, right? <laughs> it's not a pun. It's not a pun. It's literary. I'm echoing some of the language in the title to help right. draw out my point. Right. It's not a pun. Right. Let's get right down to the heart of the matter. Um uh, what a bloody good read. And that's That is a pun. The your thing, because you're British. Right. And okay, so I'm going to say this is not a pun. Hearts do blood. Hearts do the blood in the body. This is not a pun. I've got done an arrow pointing to my thing. This is not a pun. It is a literary device wherein I am echoing the right. language of the title to underscore my point. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to say, it's a bloody good read. And then I'm going to do a little arrow point and... This is a pun. Right. It's because hearts, hearts do blood. Do blood. In the body. In the body. <laughs> Great. Okay, line break, line break. And we didn't get down to the heart of the matter, did we? We digressed. Um, this book is about more than soul and hearts. Should I say an so adjective? I would say sorry for the digression. Sorry for the digression. <laughs> I just had to speak what was in my heart. That's good. Um, this, I'm going to say fascinating book. This wh- heart-pounding book? Ooh. Heart-wrenching book? That's good. Should I say, so just so I don't repeat heart, should I say, I just had to speak what was in my you-know-what? No, no, no. I think it's okay. How about this? Okay. This book mm-hmm. shook me to my core. Shook me to my core. A zone. Corazon? Corazon? Corazon. A core. Core. Corazon. Dot, dot, dot. A zone. And then I'll say Spanish for heart. Yep. (laughs) Great. That's perfect. Um, Okay. And we don't want to do too many puns. Um, Because it is not just about stolen hearts. And I'm setting us up for an ascending tricola here. It is a novel about stolen innocence. Yep. Uh, stolen valor. Stolen valor. And stolen... What's something you steal? You wouldn't steal a uh, download a car. Steal my sunshine, Len. Stolen sunshine? No. Um... And remember the oh, okay, you sound like you were landing on something. Well, I just want to change the construction up a little bit. And the stolen moments of I just want to go big, right? Uh, the stolen moments of our 
precious childhoods that we will never regain and always remember. Doesn't mean anything, but it, it does sound good. Right. And that's okay sometimes. Right. Do we want to talk about like Stacy or the plot of the book at all? Yes. Now I want that. So Stacy has an unusually strong showing this week. Mm-hmm. At at um, capital H E R Z showing this week. Period. A- New sentence. Wait, wait. So Stacy has an unusually strong showing this week. Yep. And then you want me to say hers. And maybe can you do italics? I don't know what no, and I don't know what this is. Hers is a German word. Oh, Erz. Erz. Okay. Erz. What is that? You want to take a guess? Hers. Heart. Story. H-E-R-Z story. Great. And that's perfect. And that's going to make a ton of sense. So I'm going to say German for heart. Uh, yeah. And so the way I'm going to do it is H-E-R, and then should I do the Z in parentheses? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to say Hertz is German for heart. Great. And that was worth worth it. German for heart. And did you have something you wanted to say for the rest of the sentence? Yeah. We'll rock you to the – and then here's what I want you to write. Mm Mm-hmm. Core, mm-hmm. and I know we've already hit that, but here's how I want you to spell it. Yeah, C O mashed into an E. Okay, U R. Core, rock you to the core. That's great. Good. That's French for heart. Yeah, great. And this is great for heart. Uh, and now let's definitely talk about the book. Uh, what a bloody good read! What a bloody. <laughs> it really was good. Good yeah. read. I heart this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should I do an emoji? If you're able to. Yeah, I can do an emoji, I think. Here's, here, here's what I need you to write. Okay. This book was so... Here, I'm just going to copy and paste it into a text message. Oh, okay. And the, what he's sent me is a, some Greek characters that's, that say in Greek, cardia, and then it says vading. Well... But if you were to try to read that in English... It looks like captiabating. Captiabating. But that's because a Greek R or Rho looks a lot like a P, but it's not. And it says cardiabating. And so I'm. that's the Greek word for heart. This book was so cardiabating, and I've pasted it a couple times by accident. Captiabating. Cardiabating. That's Greek for heart and we couldn't help but rate it five to hearts i'm gonna say and at least one of us knows that a row is not a p but what can you do sorry i just have to say that and then i'm gonna say that's just fucking reaching bloody reaching that's just that's a bloody reach okay great and I'm going to say, even though it's a Stacey book, but the way we've justified this is that it's a six-star review with well, one star deducted for Stacy, And or. And or Stacy's just not in this one. And it's Pete Black and the Stolen Hearts. Because if it were a Stacy book. Oh, here, hang on. Here's what I've got because I'm going to bring it home with this. And either way, our hearts are stolen. No, seriously. They are literally gone. Call the police and the ambulance. My heart is gone. That's good. From this book. Right. And thanks to this book. Good? Yep. So. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Even though it makes us ill, and spell ill-I-L, please. Ill, okay. In our... In our... Core, C-U-O-R-E. Cuore. And then il cuore is Italian for heart. We had a bloody good time reading it. A bloody good time reading it. Okay. God, I can't wait to hear this one read back. Yeah. Uh, Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring. Jack P. Shepard. S. 
we heart this one. <laughs> Jack Shephart. Yep, and uh, Jack Shephart and Tanner. Nothing. Greenheart. No. Tanner, the heart green ring. No, that's nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, we heart this one. Good. Yes. Okay, I'm going to read this back. Five stars. It's great. This scintillating novel stole my boorish heart. Let's get right down to the heart of the matter. Arrow, pointing to that sentence. This is not a pun. It is a literary device wherein I am echoing the language of the title to underscore my point. It's a bloody good read. Arrow, pointing to that sentence. This is a pun. It's because hearts do blood in the body. Yep. Sorry for the digression. I just had to speak what was in my heart. This book shook me to my core, a zone, Spanish for heart. Because it is not just about stolen hearts. It is a novel about stolen innocence, stolen valor, and the stolen moments of our precious childhoods that we will never regain and always remember. God, that's beautiful. So Stacy had an unusually strong showing this week. Her, hearts is German for heart, story will rock you to the core. That's French for heart. What a bloody good read. I heart this one. This book was so cardia vading. That's Greek for heart, and at least one of us knows. And at least one of us knows that a row is not a P. But what can you do? That we couldn't help but rate it five stars. That's a bloody reach, even though it's a Stacy book. But the way we've justified this is that it's a six star review with one star deducted for Stacy, and or Stacy's just not in this one, and it's Pete Black and the Stolen Hearts. And either way, our hearts are stolen. No, seriously, they are literally gone. Call the police and the ambulance. My heart is gone from this book and thanks to this book. So even though it makes us ill in our cuore, il cuore is Italian for heart, we had a bloody good time reading it. Jack Shep, Heart, and Tanner Greenrick. P.S. We heart this one. Yeah. Perfect? Yeah. Okay. Great. Obviously. Have we ever done one that's not perfect? No, weirdly no. Cut and print. Cut and print. We did it. Um, and we're running low on time, but I feel like we should probably talk about Carrie Retlin. Carrie Retlin, very cool this week. Coolest guy. I think I love Carrie. Yeah, I think I love Carrie Retlin. He did two very, very, very cool things. Can I read you? I'll read the first one. Okay. You read the second. Okay, great. So the the Valentine's Day bag goes missing. And Stacy confronts Carrie about it. Yeah. And he says that he's at the dentist. But she doesn't believe him. So she gets in his face about it. Mm-hmm. In English class, I spotted the next person on my list, Carrie Retlin. Supposedly, he had an alibi. Hmm. But isn't that I was at the dentist line, the oldest one in the book? I decided to check it out. First, I had to find out which dentist he went to. After class, I approached Carrie. Hey, I said trying to sound friendly and concerned. How did it go at the doctors the other day? Everything okay? Notice how I said doctor. I learned that from Columbo. Ever watch Columbo reruns? Mm -hmm. They're great. Yes. The detective on that show always acts clueless, which sets the suspect's mind at ease. Then he goes in for the kill. I wasn't at the doctor, Carrie said without batting an eye. I was at the dentist, and if you don't believe me, you can check it out. I go to Dr. Rice. His number's in the phone book. Just look under alibi. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool thing to say. Always one step ahead. He's playing a game of three-dimensional chess. That and no then even... Stacy does call the doctor, and they're like, yes, we can give you a privileged information about exactly <laughs> when and where one of our patients got dental yeah. work done. No problem. Um, that was very cool. And then here's the other thing that he did. It was cool. We alluded to it earlier, and it's so cool. So Stacy goes to Alan Gray and it's like, I'm looking for Carrie. I don't know where he is. Where can I find him? And Alan's like, you're looking for Carrie. He's going to be in the basement. That's where he always is. the library. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? She's like, what do you mean? He's like, that's where Carrie hangs. So she goes down by herself and it's like dark and scary. I left the records room and tried the next door. Sure enough, through the gloom, I could see a network of pipes leading to a huge structure that I knew must be the furnace. I saw the glow of a light coming from behind it. I tiptoed closer, and taking cover behind the furnace, peered around it. Sitting in an ancient, shabby, overstuffed armchair, reading quietly by the light of a single bare bulb that hung down from a wire, was Carrie Retlin. He seemed totally at home. 
I swear I didn't make a sound. I wasn't even breathing. But somehow he knew I was there. Hi, Stacy, he said without looking up. That's so cool. Welcome to my personal library. He shut his book and stood up. He did not seem the least bit surprised to see me. What? How? I began. I have an arrangement with Mr. Halperin, said Carrie. He understands my need for solitude. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Ooh, Carrie is so cool. And I just, I want, maybe it's not even about Pete Black anymore. You know what it is? I just realized this. Carrie is the marriage of Pete Black and Alan Gray. Right. All the swagger and charm and good looks of a Pete Black with but, all the mischievousness. Yes. Mischievousness. And like just a slightly dark heart. Like a yeah. twist, a twisted mind of Alan like Gray. Like this passage reminded me of the book It. Yes, very much. Like you go into the catacombs and there's Carrie and he's waiting for you. He's got a big smile on his face. You can't sneak up yes. on him. And his private library, I'm curious to what kind of selections he's made down there. Um, I wonder if he's based on the Leviathan. Oh, yes. Don't you think? Probably, right? Yes, almost yeah. certainly. Carrie's cool as hell. Jack, I have so many segments, but we're running out of time. I'm yes. just going to pick one at random. Okay. Do, 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 do. Here it is. It's called... What is your focus group example food <laughs> product name? And it's the name generator, and now we do name generators on this show on as well show as, as well. the little sister yep. little episodes on our Patreon, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Please subscribe. It's only $5 a month, and we sing the intros. Yes, and uh, the B-plot is bad, and we didn't talk about it for a reason because it's just a fully phoned-in B-plot. It's okay. The A-plot is amazing. Um, but Chrissy's holding some kind of Valentine's festival. But the only interesting thing that happens in the B-plot is, like, at first the kids don't want to do the festival, so she has a focus group of kids to see what kids do and don't like about yeah, Valentine's which is kind of a fun concept and um, and we're going to get a name generator that's from that focus group what is a focus group Christy's mom explained it to Christy and Christy explained it to us it's very simple a focus group is a tool businesses use to find out how the public feels about their products they bring in a bunch of regular citizens and sit them down in a room together then they ask them questions how do you feel about new, improved, maxi-clean for small dogs? How would you recommend spring-fresh mitten deodorizers to a friend? What words would you use to describe the flavor of chocolate-covered fish zingies? <laughs> so, yeah. here's how the name generator works. Yeah. And, and it's your focus group food. Focus group example food. Food name generator. Yes. And how do we do it? Take the... Last thing you ate. Last thing you ate. Mm-hmm. That is covered in something you are deathly allergic to. Well, what if you're not allergic to anything? Something that you don't like eating. Okay. So the last thing I ate was chicken dumpling. Okay. Covered. In the last... Fish. So chicken dumpling. Well, it wasn't real chicken. It was from yeah. Purple Carrot, and they're not a sponsor, but... And we're oyster mushrooms, and they stand in for chicken. So that's the thing. And then we need to figure out what it's covered in. And the thing that I'm deathly allergic to is fish. Oh, I see. So it's very specific to you. Well, you could pick something you're deathly allergic to. I'm not allergic to anything. What's something that makes you sick when you eat it? Nothing. Really? You could bite into a big T-bone steak right now and feel super great after not eating T-bone steak since you were sick? Something that makes you sick when you eat it, and it's covered in the last thing you ate. And... The last thing is the name brand, which is oh, right. a place of business in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Oh, right. That is what Zingy's is. Okay. Yes. So mine that is- That shares the first letter with your first name. So my place of business in Stony Brook is Polly's Fine Candy. Okay, but that's not- doesn't share a first letter with your Fuck first you. Name. You made this too hard. I can't find something that shares the first letter. How many places of business in Stony Brook can you list? Uh, Shea Maurice- I think, no, <laughs> I think Zingy's is like, it's like a exclamation. No, no, no. Zing. No. You say zing. That's bad. Okay, well, your thing is even worse. It's got to be something. The Arbor- like- Okay, uh, really? It's, mine's bad? Yes. How about this? Right. My name is 
chicken dumpling covered fish. Yeah, your thing is bad. You're the Green Book Club. The Green the Green Brook Club. No, see that's it doesn't work, does it? Toy City. <clears throat> no. Yours could be last name. Okay, fine. So yours could be something covered something Shadow Lake. No. Okay, a place in Stony Brook. Well, Zingy's is a place. No, you're hung up on that. I'm trying to get us off of it. I think it's good. People can't name things in Stony Brook that start with the. Well, okay. then they're not welcome to participate. Okay, fine. All right, so it's... then they can beat cheeks. Okay, fine. But it doesn't sound good. Shadow Lake. Well, that's why it's a focus group. Okay, fine. So my focus group food is. What was the last thing I ate? Probably tofu puffs. Oh, gnocchi. So my focus group food is gnocchi gnocchi covered meat. meat. Shadow Lake. I'm hitting the reject button on my focus group panel reaction. <laughs> Mine is chicken dumpling covered fish Greenbrook Club. And that's no, bad see, too. That, huh? I was desperately trying to get you off of the place in Stony Brook. That was smart. That was smart. Wasn't do. it? A zing is a shrill humming noise. So what about a noise? That's bad too though. What does zingies mean other than those two things? Okay. Here's how about this? Facebook.com slash Zinkies. Okay. About most excellent introduction in Pakistan snacking market is Zingies. Zingies are very special bar shaped cakes with exciting okay. fillings and several flavors for kids. Okay. So, Meat as well are alien family. Manny, Sunny, Zappy, and Zappy. Yappy and Zappy. Okay. So So you can pick one of those five things. You pick one you pick one of the alien family from facebook.com slash zingies slash about yeah and just whichever one you like the most so it's zingy manny sunny yappy and zappy yes and so my and uh, at focus group i'd just like to draw your attention to this brand new snack um that we've developed uh, at my company and uh Oh, I guess I'm a focus group leader, so it's like, oh, someone's developed the snack. Oh, look what I found. Hey, guys, before we get down to talking, I've got this new snack. Just tell me what's the first thing that comes to mind when you see it. It's um, it's uh, gnocchi-covered meat zappies. <laughs> that does sound good. <laughs> and mine is chicken dumpling, but it's not real chicken. It's oyster mushrooms. Okay. Covered fish... Yappies? Yappies. <laughs> that sounds nice, too. And I'm, hit, I, I'm hitting my red button over and over. Yeah. Over. <laughs> mm, yum, 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 yum. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go, please. Let's oh, get out of do here. Do we do our burn? Yes. We did do it. No, we didn't. We didn't. Read the poem. Oh, Todd, thou art sick. A very good burn that stings you so right. A knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. It's our burn of the week. There are a lot of burns in this book, which is surprising for Ellen. I'll let you go first. A lot of burns. I'm struggling to choose one. Got to choose it fast. Okay, and I'm being told I need to choose it fast, so I can't really fuck around here. Here we go. Hmm? Eh, do I like this one? <laughs> yes. How do you spell infatuated? Asked Justin Price, a sixth grader who was our first customer of the day. I knew he was in Mal's math class, and I wondered if he might have a secret crush on her. I helped him spell a few words. Passionate, bewitched, enchanted. This kid was serious about his valentine. When he finally finished, I couldn't resist peeking as he addressed the sealed envelope. To Mrs. Vandella, he wrote, and I had to fake a huge sneezing fit in order to cover up my giggles. Skinny little Justin had just written the love letter of all time to a teacher we call Dolly Two after Dolly Parton. Ms. Vandella has the same big hair, big something else, and heavy hand with the makeup as the star she's nicknamed after. Picturing her with Justin was almost more than I could take. And I guess my burn's on Dolly Parton. Okay. Because she has big hair, big hits. I assume that's what that is, right? The big something else? Big hits? Hits on the country music charts. Mm -hmm. And a heavy hand with the makeup. 
Oh, is what right. Stacy? That's okay. the judgment that Stacy oh, yeah. has it's levied upon. Eat shit, Dolly Parton. Yeah, eat shit, Dolly Parton. Stacy yeah. thinks your makeup is bad. <laughs> Good. Okay. Here's my. Despite brain. your big hits <laughs> on the country music charts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw Koki and Brent gazing into each other's eyes between second and third period. Reported Christy. It was one of the grossest sights I've ever seen, and that includes the time Boo Boo threw up a half digested mouse. That's good. Oh, ew, said Marianne. She pushed her plate away. That's what I said when I saw Koki and Brent, replied Christy. <laughs> good. Very good. Week. Uh, the week. It's time to leave. It's time to go. We're running over time, so I will just ask you very quickly to subscribe to our Patreon. We already said it. We already said it. We already said That's it. That's right. And I will also ask you to buy our merch. We have brand new merch designed it by, um, let's just call her non-listener, Shayna Brewer. <laughs> Yeah, lovingly designed by non-listener Shayna Brewer, who does not listen to this podcast, but did design a fantastic. No interest. No interest in the. Podcast. She's not interested. She's busy designing cool things, and what she designed is a fucking fantastic T-shirt that says "Wine Crimes" and it's got a mugshot of Stacy McGill on it, and another fantastic T-shirt that says "Burn the Patriarchy" and it has the mausoleum that houses the patriarchy on fire, and it is good. And, and we're inside. Both good. And everyone, we're inside. Jack and I. Yeah, and we will be literally when we're wearing those T-shirts. Um, and you can get them at bit.ly slash merch. Yeah. And that's all I am going to ask you right now. I would like to say that we read this week a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 33, Stacy and the Stolen Hearts. And next week, we're going to be reading and discussing a novel called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 34, Marianne and the Haunted Bookstore. Scary! Scary! Scary. I have no I have no stance. Scary. I think. Scary. Regular bookstore? Not scary. Haunted bookstore? Very scary. Don't put Marianne in there. What did, I mean, what if the ghost just wants to read some dang books? <laughs> okay, well, we'll find out. This seems so bad. In the meantime, I would like to tell you that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's, remember the trip man, take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had boys just, had just been, been invented. invented. I decided to check it out. First, I had to find... Oop. <laughs> I reached my reading goal for the day. First, I had to find... <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> I hate this new feature of iBooks. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>